welcome to the Candlelight Conversations podcast, and Happy New Year. In today's episode, as we flip the page of 2022, we're going to take a look back on some of the major lessons from 2021. Of course, this last year has left us with more than enough to reflect on, a lot to look back on, and with the hopes of ultimately propelling us forward into a positive 2022 and beyond. I did the same type of podcast last year, thinking back through 2020 as a whole, which obviously was uh, finished remarkably different than it started. Um, And really every year as the year comes to a close, I enjoy taking some time to just pause, to reflect, take time to reflect on the good, the bad, what worked, what didn't work, the successes, failures, lessons, defining moments, and really kind of big experiences from the past year. In my weekly spark, which is my weekly email I send out every Monday morning with some thoughts and reflections to get the week started on a high note, I included a bunch of reflection questions just to get people thinking this past week um, and just to really get reflecting on the previous year to hopefully kind of get going for the, the new year. If you want to receive the weekly spark each week, please just definitely reach out to me or visit candlelightconversations.substack.com where you can enter your email address. It'll be delivered same time every Monday morning, hoping to start the week on a high note. Totally free and just focused on your growth and your personal development. As I was saying, though, reflecting back on the previous year, certainly a lot to learn from that. Um, Just as I was re-listening to the 2020 show, I noticed that a lot of the same lessons, of course, are time-tested, apply 2021 as well. Um, But really the main thing for me is, you know, this reflection, not, not based on covid not about any election, not about politics, not about other issues facing our country. Really, consistent with the podcast and consistent with all the messages that I put out there, it's about you know mental health, thinking about intentional living, authentic living, habits, routines, reflection, sometimes service, really things that you can control on the individual and the personal level. A lot of things out there completely out of our control. A lot of the biggest events of this year, um, not necessarily things that we can really... Uh, affect change for. And the four lessons that I included last year, I thought were very similar this year as well, of course. Um, And then some, certainly some new ones. Last year, I talked about relationships and friendships and really, you know, thinking about subconsciously, who do you find yourself reaching out to, talking to? Last year in 2020, we dealt with a lot of isolation, of course, with the dawn of COVID. Um, and when you're in isolation, because you're not forced into sitting next to someone in class or at work or seeing someone out, um, it was really interesting to see subconsciously who do you find yourself gravitating towards? Who do you find yourself reaching out to? Um, perhaps maybe that's becoming closer with someone completely unexpected uh, or perhaps drifting from someone who you thought you maybe would talk to every day for the rest of your life. And so I think you know, as you evaluate relationships and friendships, certainly this year, that same lesson can certainly apply. Also, I think with the dawn of COVID and a completely, you know, halt of life as we knew it in March of 2020, I think a lot of people saw a return to simplicity, a simple lifestyle, um, which, you know, of course is much different than kind of the rat race that ensued probably prior to COVID. And even as things return to more normalcy, I think that this simple lifestyle and recognizing that maybe it really is just simple things that can make people happy at the end of the day is something that I certainly hope persists. Um, The third lesson that I talked about last year was 
We were forced to be still in isolation when everything came to a screeching halt, forced to confront our own thoughts. And I think that this general practice is something that, you know, you can practice daily, weekly, whenever, but having the time to be still and to sit and be one with your thoughts is something that's a very healthy practice. I think a lot of people like to stack their days, make their lives very, very busy and almost numb themselves so that they don't have the time to, you know, feel different emotions and different thoughts and feelings and things like that. Ultimately, of course, that catches up. Anyone who's ever experienced that knows that. Um, and really just kicking that can down the road can certainly be more problematic in the future. And then the last one I talked about last year again in 2020 was just not being afraid to put yourself out there. Um, in a lot of ways, of course, in 2020s when I started Candlelight Conversations, when I started um, writing the Weekly Spark email, when I started doing different service projects and putting things out there. And of course, that can be tough at first. You can be nervous, maybe shy to do that. But I've really felt nothing but positive uh, effects from putting myself out there, taking a risk, challenging myself. Um, and as that affects anyone on an interpersonal standpoint, you know, reaching out to people, putting yourself out there, seeing what happens. Um, you know, a lot of people probably noticed during different periods of isolation in the last two years of dormant friendships, dormant relationships, maybe someone you hadn't talked to in six months or a year or whatever because you hadn't seen them. And I think that the practice of putting yourself out there, reaching out, it is generally well received. I mean, really the worst thing that happens is someone doesn't want to talk or they're not interested in hearing from you. And okay, that's also probably a helpful thing too because then you know how to orient yourself in the future. Um, but what I experienced is some of the most positive reception. And, you know, also I think that Think about when someone who you haven't talked to in a long time, who you probably thought a lot of and, you know, really enjoyed their friendship just for whatever reason. You didn't cross paths in school or work or whatever. Um, you weren't in touch for a couple of weeks, months, years, whatever. And they reach out to you. See how you're doing. See if you want to catch up. X, Y, Z. You know the deal. How good does that feel to, to receive that message or to hear from someone, you know, we all know how good that feels and how that can make your day, that, that sense of connection. And so why not proactively create that feeling for others? I think that that's something that can be very, very helpful and honestly fun and, and the fruits for solid relationships. Um, but those lessons, as I said, they're not exclusive to 2020. They're just things that yeah, I shared in the reflection from 2020, but things that I think um, still are consistent today. And as I was thinking through doing some reflections on 2021, one of the things that I did was I did a reflection guide that one of my friends sent me. Um, it was if you go to www.yearcompass.com, you can find that. And a lot of what that was was kind of coming to terms with 2021, thinking about the year as a whole, what went well, what didn't, as I talked about earlier. And then, you know, looking forward to setting the intention, setting the tone for 2022, which I thought was very powerful. So shout out to my friend Luca for sharing that with me. And some of the lessons that I thought about on a larger scale from 2021 specifically were the importance of challenging yourself physically and mentally. I think that this is something that I've talked with people extensively about of how much we crave being challenged. Um, you know, whether it's physically put doing things that challenge yourself, that force you to improve, that force you to be better or mentally, particularly from an intellectual stimulation standpoint, um, doing something 
every day that's going to challenge you to learn, challenge you to grow. Um, and of course, it always helps to be around people that are going to challenge you and push you to be better. Being challenged really is the only way to grow. Um, if you're not challenged, whether it's at work, whether it's in school, whether it's whatever, it's going to kind of lead to co complacency, which is really the opposite of growth. And so, you know, if you find yourself working in a job or studying something or being surrounded by people that aren't challenging you, that aren't, you know, you don't find your work intellectually stimulating, I think that is revealing um, that you're going to need to go elsewhere for that. And, you know, by challenging yourself every single day, uh, physically and mentally, I think there's a lot, a lot of room for growth there. Um, and the second lesson that I had thought about from 2021 was the importance of stress reduction and de-stressing. I think when you look at a lot of um, problems, health problems particularly, a lot of them are caused by stress, whether it's mental or physical. Um, you know, and so proactively taking opportunities to de-stress, to remove stress, whether it's building time into your schedule to do different things like that you enjoy, of course, meditation, um, whether it's reading, whether it's journaling, whether it's social interaction with friends, exercise, eating healthy, sleeping, all of these things sum up into, of course, a healthier lifestyle, a more mindful lifestyle, but they also contribute to being less stressed and by being less stressed in the long run, hopefully a longer and more fulfilling life. And I think part of the element of, of de-stressing as well as removing stressful people from your life. Now, there's times where you can't just say you work with a coworker who causes a lot of stress. Okay, you're not going to be able to just like remove them from the organization and not work with them. However, you can really be tactical in the ways that you interact with them and approach them. Um, and just trying to, you know, put that mental moat around yourself to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You know, also, I think a lot of stress comes from worrying about things that really don't matter, uh, whether it's being anxious about the future, whether it's being stressed about the past or whatever. And so I think, you know, a good counter to that is just not worrying about things that have no significance at all. And I think that that's easier said than done for sure. Um, but there are a lot of ways that we can protect ourselves, staying away from people that, you know, are causing issues over things that aren't significant. It saves you energy. It saves you stress. And by saving stress, it ultimately is going to help give you the best odds at, you know, saving yourself health problems and time down the stretch, you know, ultimately a win-win-win scenario. And so I think de-stressing and stress reduction is very important and something to maybe think about moving into 2022. The third lesson that I was really thinking about as I did that reflection guide was you can't be everything for everyone. And I think that there's a tendency to, you know, sometimes uh, it can be hard. You want to be all in for everybody or you want to help people or you want to um, whatever, be a friend to everybody. That's just not feasible in 24-hour um, days. I think that that ultimately is going to cause people to burn out. Um, <clears throat> and one of the things is, even it's it's with the best intentions, trying to be helpful, trying to be kind, trying to be whatever to everyone. Um, but kind of an important you know counter to that is you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you try to be everything for everyone, you try to be all there, everyone's best friend, whatever. Um, eventually, it's gonna you're gonna burn yourself out. And so I think being tactical in the ways that you you know are there for people and showing up for people, of course, always being kind always trying to be helpful but at some point you have to look at um what the roi of that is um 
And I think that anyone who expects, you know, that you can be everything for everyone all the time really is senile and, and it's just not reality. And so I think that's definitely something to consider as you examine relationships, what people expect from you and what you expect for yourself in different friendships and relationships. And the last lesson, which honestly I wrote about last year in 2020, I talked about it on my podcast uh, with my mom. And this is going to persist every year and pretty much be unchanging. Life is all about the people. Um, I know for myself personally, in the early side of 2021, there was still a lot of, uh, I guess, isolation. Uh, still a lot of, you know, not a lot going on socially, just by the, the state of the world. And so I think, um, you know, you had to put in extra effort, phone calls, walks, meeting up with people just to get some of that interaction. Of course, the second half, um, particularly the summer months and the fall, you know, that was a lot different where you were back in person, you were back seeing people and things like that. And so, you know, I think through all that, whatever mode of communication it is, whether it's texting, email, calling, in person, FaceTime, whatever it is, life is all about the people. And I think that there's a lot of currencies that people use to measure happiness, success, whatever it is. You know, people look at money, people look at power, people look at, you know, prestige, different, you know, items that they have. You know, I think it's really simple. The, the currency of life is people and life is all about the people and particularly good people. And I think surrounding yourself with people that you enjoy being around, people that you share intentional and enjoyable conversations with. And just those people, like I talked about earlier, that push you to be your best really is all that you can ask for in life. Um, you know, for me, when I reflect at the end of the day or go to sleep at night or, you know, also think about what gets me out of bed in the morning, a lot of it is just thinking about those special connections with people that you're genuinely close with. Um, and, you know, of course, through these times, things busy or dealing with different states of the country, um, some of the best relationships are the ones that, you know, you can always pick up right where you left off. Um, and, you know, I think another thing that helps that is just, you know, like I talked about earlier, reaching out, not being afraid to do that, not being afraid to get in touch with people. Um, and I also think, you know, there's a lot to be said for thinking intentionally about the people who you are surrounded by. Um, you know, whether you recognize that you want to spend more time with XYZ or maybe less time with XYZ for whatever reason. Um, I think there's a lot uh, uh, to be said for being intentional about that. And of course, for those people that you do feel strongly about going the extra length to ensure that those bonds are strong, um, you know, as part of the reflection of 2021, when I was looking through the defining moments of, of the year um, and thinking about some of my best moments, it really was when I felt my best. The common theme was it was opportunities to meet new people or strengthen pre-existing bonds. Um, and that's something that you can do every single day. Again, it's all about the people. And when it comes down to it, when it comes down to people, there's really a simple formula. It's be kind, be authentic, and be helpful. If you do those things all very simple as you approach any person you come across, your life's going to be rich and full of wonderful people wherever you go. And so I think that's you know, very valuable and, and obviously very important to me. And, you know, 2021 was a crazy year, a lot of ups and downs. Um, this list of lessons is by no means an exhaustive list. Um, just a few thoughts that I had as we wrapped up the year. And of course, you know, I don't want to overlook the, the pain that a lot of people felt this year. 
um, you know, losing friends, losing family members. Um, of course, my heart breaks when I think about that. And my heart goes out to those people, of course. Um, but, you know, the goal with this podcast is really to just spur some reflections on the things and lessons that you learned in 2021 and things that you can carry into 2022. So um, I'll leave you with the question that um, I read on one of the reflection guides that I mentioned earlier in the show uh, from, like I said, it's www.year, Y-E-A-R, compass, C-O-M-P-A-S-S.com. It's yearcompass.com, which I sent to a bunch of friends. Um, and it's really a great way to come to terms with 2021 in a healthy way and reflect on its defining moments, um, lessons, and turn the page into 2022. And honestly, this question can probably guide our thinking as we reach towards a more fulfillment this year. And that's very simple. It's what can you do this year to leave the world in better shape than you found it? Again, what can you do this year to leave the world in better shape than you found it? Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can ensure you are up to date when any future episodes are released. I plan to do a lot more this year, so I want to keep you in the loop. Please share this podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, or someone you think may benefit from listening. If you have suggestions of topics or you want to or know someone who would like to come on the podcast, please let me know. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. Let's make 2022 a great year. Thanks for listening. Thank you.